0: Our communion meditation is in John, John chapter, oh, I wrote my chapter down wrong. John chapter 14. I don't know why I put John chapter 7. Let me read to you verses 12 through 14, and actually I'll start at uh, verse 7, and then I'll read through verse 14. We're catching Jesus in the midst of conversation. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word and we pray that we would uh, take it by faith to be the truth and that we would uh, act upon this truth and truly come to you with our cares and with our requests. We give you thanks in Christ's name. Amen. So last week I spoke about the preeminence of the Father and we're in the midst of a section where we speak of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so last time I spoke of the distinct roles and identities of each of the persons of the Godhead. We live in a time when I think it is we are prone to simplify and at times we are prone to oversimplify. That God exists in three persons is extremely important and yet I don't think the average Christian nowadays could give you a reason why that's important and I believe the main one is that God by his very nature by his very identity reflects to us the perfection of what it means to be an individual yet living in community he is the only community that lives in perfect harmony and so that in in even one thing is ample illustration that the Trinity models for us how important it is that we live in society and that we'll be a part of it We cannot remain aloof from it. We are a part of our society. And yet here in this last portion that I read, starting at verse 12, where he says, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Jesus on this earth experienced time as we experience time. And so during his ministry, he stated his longing to be with his father in heaven as he had been before he entered as a babe into this world and so at times he also expressed his loneliness the foxes have holes the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head and then elsewhere he says that he did not entrust himself to any man because he knew what was in the heart of man so see Jesus was Alone as a man because he was the only holy man, you know We speak loosely of there being holy men on the earth and it just isn't so None of us are holy like Jesus was holy. So Jesus lived a life apart yet. He was modeling for us community Later in John 17 and we'll cover that as part of this community meditation series we'll hear the relief in his voice when he spoke to his Father of the work being completed. That which he was coming to do was done. What's funny, though, is don't you think about Christ's main work as being sacrificed on the cross? Yet when he was speaking to his Father, he says, that which I have come to do, I have done. What did he do? He had trained his disciples to take over for him when he left. That's what he was referring to. He had completed the work of training his disciples who would then, using 2 Timothy 2, two, train more disciples, train more disciples, train more disciples, and on and on, and that's what we're doing now today. So he was separated from his father such that he could come to this earth and do this, separated from his father in a very real way, a way in which he longed to return to, and he has now returned to. They are together now, and that's important. He refers to it. He says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So see, that's the part that we want to focus on now. Uh, Sometimes we emphasize here praying in Jesus' name. I know uh, Gary has really put the... Uh, twist on some arms over the last couple of years concerning the importance of us praying in Jesus' name. And it is important. We emphasize it because Jesus himself stressed that we were to pray in his name. And so we must do that. We can pray on this earth all we want publicly in God's name and we're not criticized. Why is that? because everybody perceives God individualistically. Their God might not be the big G God. It might be the little G God of their own devising. And so that's why it's important that we pray in Jesus name because when we pray in Jesus name we are not then getting mixed up with the crowd who are just wanting to remain anonymous and remain under the radar. No, when you pray in Jesus' name, when you draw the attention to Christ himself, we will take flack. You will take flack. But that is exactly what God wants you to do. We must take flack for Christ's name. It's our role on this earth. Praying in Jesus' name offends people. God knows this. God intends this. Jesus said this ask anything in my name and I will do it and this is a such a simple statement but yet it is so profound and so the question is what really does he mean and how do we perceive what it is that he's telling us to do if you ask anything in my name I will do it now we might think that this is really only a a weapon that's capable capable of being wielded by super saints we dare not as just a basic Christian ask things that would be so daunting as whatever we might think of in Jesus name or we might think it only applies to fairly modest simple requests and so if you take other, either of those routes the first one you really won't ever do it you won't really boldly pray to Jesus in his name to the Father for what it is that you truly want and yet I believe that's exactly what he wants you to do it is what keeps you up at night it is what makes you cry that's what he wants you to pray about it's what breaks your heart those are the big requests it is our faithlessness speaking lies to us when we take it either one of those routes And so we have faith in ourselves, stronger than the faith that we have in God. That's why we wanna take either of those routes, because we can see down them and we can see what it is that we want and we can, apart from God, we think, achieve what it is that we want. All we really need him to do is to keep on keeping on with the way that things are going right now. But that is not the faith that God calls us to. He said he is going to God the Father and that we can do greater things than he himself did on this earth. It's just an amazing promise. So as we come to the table and we partake of Christ's sacrifice on our behalf, we are to and being reminded to live our life in courageous faith, not in cowardly fear. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence with us. And we thank you for the fact that uh, Jesus sits at your right hand, stands at times at your right hand as he uh, sees us engaged in the battle, and that he is always prepared to come to our defense, to our aid, and yet he does command us, command us to seek him with our words. And so, Lord, we pray that you would grant us faith to truly seek what it is that is in the deepermost recesses of our hearts that we would not rely upon faith that is not faith, faith in ourselves, faith in what we see, but that we would instead rely upon you, what we cannot see, and just ways in which you bring about things on this earth which we could never have imagined. So we pray, Lord, that as we come to the table, you would remind us to live by courageous faith. In Christ's name and for his sake, amen.